All right. So we're here on a special edition of Couch Coach Live. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about the retirement of Roy Williams. So I had to get my guys here. First, I'm going to um, introduce uh, my guest. One of my first guests is uh, Jeremy Green from Sportsocracy and of ESPN Asheville. What's going on, Jeremy? Oh, can't complain. Uh, Roy has made my schedule much more hectic today than I planned. I, absolutely. Yes, indeed. And of course, I got my guy, one of my off the ball network colleagues, and another fellow UNC guy, my guy Jelani in the building. What's going on, Jelani? Nothing much, coach. Appreciate you for having me on. Um, appreciate being on with Green, except for me, ESPN. And uh, I know it's made his day a little hectic. It made my day yesterday a little bit, you know, sad, confusing um, in the morning. But, you know, like I said, just ready to get into it and just thank him for all that he's done for. UNC. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to go with you first, Jeremy. I'm gonna, um, what is the pulse in Asheville? What is like, what is it going on as far as what you, um, what you're hearing in the streets of Asheville, just their overall thoughts of what's going on? It honestly, it's shock. Uh, we knew Roy's retirement was coming. We just didn't think it was coming so quickly. You know, the last two years have been rough. Roy was never much of a one and done guy. Uh, you know, he kind of he, – he got into this market because he had to. Guys like Krzyzewski, Calipari, that, that have – that's been their model. And and now it's come to a point in the NCAA, I mean, even Mark Few, who has been adamantly against one and dones, he's even got Jalen Suggs this year. So, Roy knew he had to get into this. The funny thing to me, and, and something I've heard a lot, I heard it a lot on my show today, this is exactly how Dean went out. And it is so strange, the dynamic, 23 years later, between Roy and Coach Smith. Yeah, and that's something, that, and, I, and I love that you guys brought up this morning, too, because it dis, in the, and even in the, almost in the sense of the fashion of how they lost in the sense in the tournament, in the sense, it's eerily familiar, and it's, and it's so crazy. And, you know, and we'll allude to it, and I think this process potentially might be like, you know, it might take a few years to get to where they need to get. So, with this, it's a lot of parallels with that. So now here, I will say here in Asheville, there's a lot of people that are really excited that Roy might wind up back here. Uh, he grew up here. Uh, he actually went to the same high school I did. I've known Roy for probably 15, 20 years. Uh, his, his, so his best friend and his coach in high school was my driver's ed instructor at TC Robertson High School in Asheville. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> nice. So we heard the news yesterday, and a in a and you know, and just how it uh, the information kind of was disseminated. So I'm gonna go with you first, Jelani. Well, um, how surprised were you of um of Coach Williams' retirement? Uh, yeah, like, I I personally I don't know. Like I knew just like Green just said, you know, um. The one and done era just really wasn't for him. And I know that I think one of the reasons why it came down to where feeling like I guess he needed to step away. Um, and I didn't, I just didn't think it, you know, you say it would come so soon. Um, they didn't, they haven't had the greatest of two years. Unfortunately, last year, of course, with Cole Anthony being injured, that's kind of what was supposed to make that train go. And then this year, um, you know, had what top three recruiting class, but you know, everything didn't really pan out the way it was supposed to. Um, I just, I didn't think it'd come yesterday. And of course, you know, April Fool's Day, everybody's thinking, you know, is it April Fool's? Is it, you know, is it a joke? Is it not? And I'm reading, of course, the, you know, the Tar Heels, uh, you know, tweets and everything. Uh, Armando Baycott is the one I, I really read, but he was like, you know, no, it's not a joke. You know, 
it's not an April Fool's joke. He, he's really done. So just a little bit shocked. Um, I didn't, you know, just didn't want to see him, you know, go out the way he did. He did, of course, like you guys are saying, like, you know, he's really familiar to um the way Dean, you know, stepped down. But I, I just thought like maybe – I don't know, but he just gave it maybe another year, um, another another year or two. I think we're supposed to have a pretty good recruiting class coming in next year as well. Um, but you know, I guess when it's your time, you know it's your time, and you know, felt like it was his time to step away. Yeah, Jeremy, your thoughts? I, I'll be honest with you. It, it was kind of like when I met my wife. I was shocked at first when my wife talked to me, and then the more we talked, I went, yeah, this kind of makes sense. <laughs> That's how I felt when I when I heard about Roy. At first, I went, I cannot believe he is retiring at this point. I was mm-hmm. confident that Shashevsky was going to go out first. The more I started to think about it, the more it started to make sense. You know, Roy's had health issues. He's passed out on the floor a couple times. That is true. He's 70 years old, and and we've, we've set this expectation, whether it's with Jim Beheim, Mike Shashevsky, uh, Bob Knight, a lot of these guys have coached high into their 70s, in some instances, into their 80s. That really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The grind of this is incredible. You know, it's it's an all-in, especially now with, with grad transfers, the transfer portal. This mm-hmm. is not a six-month and then go play golf for six months job. Yeah. You know, they used to call that Steve Spurrier-ing. Uh, Steve Spurrier <laughs> would work as hard as anybody in the business for six for six months, and then he'd play golf for six months. And I, I, I never thought Roy did that, but now it's a twelve month, sixteen hour day job, and that's just not. It, it, it's a young man's game, and, and Roy's seventy years old, and he has other interests. He really likes to play golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a lot of friends. There's, uh, you know, one of them lives very close to where I'm sitting. He, we have a mutual friend that lives within two minutes of where I'm sitting. And uh, when I talked to him today, he said, "Yeah, Roy's really excited to be playing a good bit of golf." Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah, I did and see what, some of the players say the same thing. And what was funny because, like, like you said, to your point, Jelani, where yesterday it was April Fool's. So the first, so the first tweet I, well, the first time I heard about it was from Adam Schefter. So first of all, mm-hmm. was like, okay. <laughs> I you know Adam oh, Chef yeah is really the football guy. He breaks NBA mm-hmm. news from time to time, but when he breaks us like this and it's not like a retweet, he's mm-hmm. literally you know breaking. I'm like, all right, this is April first. I said I won't go fall for the okie doke. I said like, I'm a, I'm always <laughs> have my head on the Twitter, especially on Twitter. Yeah, it's so it was so many April Fool's jokes, but then like you said, then the information kind of similar. Then a, um, official sources like you um, talked about Armando Baycott. Richmond stand up mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also um Jones Angel um as well. So hearing hearing those type of sources that are like in c- connected within the program, I'm like, oh boy, this is not this mm-hmm. this happened. And almost to Jeremy's point as well, where and 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 you kind of touched on this on the show um this morning, um, where kissing the court at the beating Duke was kind of like like you <laughs> look at it now as like that was odd. Yeah. But you figured like you like you guys was attribute. Well, we it was a long, tough season. This just it, it just got the best of them. But you seeing that now though, it's like kind of like one of the kind of the writings on the wall. And then just essentially, um, and then even the press conference after they lost two weeks ago was kind of you you it was I wouldn't say it was it was like more of finality, but but now hearing back now, thinking, you know, now it it felt final mm-hmm. in a weird way. You know, as far as that. 
I, I'll be honest with you. I've covered Coach Williams for a lot of years now. I heard him say the phrase, I don't know, more often this season than I've ever heard him say before. Mm-hmm. Why are you turning the ball over so much? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Why is the offense not efficient? I don't know. I'm doing everything I can do. And, and, you know, you get to a point, I I coached for a little bit, and and I'll be honest with you, you get to a point, there are just certain teams that never gel. No matter what you do, no matter how much work you put in, the pieces just don't fit together. And I feel like Coach Williams had two of those in a row. And at 70 years old, I just feel like that was – and Roy's a very faithful man too. There is part of this that I think he just looked at it and said, this is God trying to tell me Mm -hmm. that my my time has passed Mm -hmm. and now it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, yeah. And the rise was on the wall and yeah. And Hey, we, you know, it definitely, um, it's like that, but so fellas, I want to get your take on, um, your favorite moments of Roy. Um, we'll go with you first, Jelani. Yeah. So, um, my favorite. I'm, you know, pretty young Tar Heels fan. I'm like 24 years old. I know you guys, you know, been around much longer than I have. But I, um, I grew up in North Carolina a little bit, born in Greensboro. Got family all over the state, so it was really no choice. Um, I, I, you know, born and bred Tar Heel fan. My I guess my favorite moment I will say is honestly his first championship there because that was probably my favorite team to watch because I, I was young but still I loved you know just to see everybody on that 2005 team even you know one of those guys from my team end up getting drafted by my Atlanta Hawks probably shouldn't have been drafted there but um you know just that, that connection it made me new just like that team more but um that first, like I said, that first championship, and I think I watched the Hoopers run this morning. You know, the the monkey on his back was, would he ever even, you know, get one coming out of, you know, Kansas? Um, but you know, that capturing that first title, I think, what two years into his tenure um, as a UNC coach, um, I guess was, you know, was pretty special for him. Like I said, that's one of the earliest mem- memories I have. You know, just watching Tar Heel basketball in general, and um, just really falling in love with that team. Like you know, Sean May, like I said, Marvin Williams, um, what you call it. Raymond Felton, just Rashad all those guys. Yep, Rashawn McCant, the shooter. Love that, love that man. Now he's uh, hooping in the big three. But uh, definitely, like I said, just just love that team overall. That just everything that they brought together. It's just one of those unique UNC teams that you just felt like. Well, as like I said, I was young, young eyes, but I just felt like they would win that year. And you know, like I said it, it ended up turned out to be true. So probably one of my favorite moments. Other than that, you know, just all the dancing videos every time he comes in the locker room after they have a big win. You can never, you know, not smile about one of those, you know, just him getting everybody hyped and jumping around and, you know, him always, you know, just being snazzy with his suits, his shoes, all that. Just It's it's just a, just a joy to see every time, like I said, they're winning. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy, your thoughts? I, I, I agree with Jelani that that uh, the, the 05 team – uh, I mean, you got to understand where that came from. Matt Doherty was a fantastic recorder, mm-hmm. recruiter. He was a horrendous coach, and he was <laughs> not a very pleasant man. Uh, so Chapel Hill had been very tense for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Roy comes in. Roy comes back home, and he won with Matt Doherty's players. Mm-hmm. Matt Doherty had one of the greatest recruiting classes in the history of Carolina basketball. He actually signed six top 50 recruits in the same year. It will go down as one of the most immortal recruiting classes in the history of college basketball. Roy wins with those players. I'll go with two different moments. Uh, the the And this one's going to sound a little strange coming from somebody that works for a Carolina network. 
the year, uh, and I, I want to say it was four years ago, Kendall Marshall hits one of the most unbelievable shots I have ever seen that nobody talks about because of what happened right after it. Yeah. It's against Villanova. Uh, Villanova comes down. The big kid whose name I cannot think of, he played in the NBA for like eight seconds. <laughs> It'll come to me in a minute. Yeah. I remember the post game with Roy, and and all he could talk about was the fight of the team and and all of these things, and that's the man that I have come to know. And there's something as, you know, both an analyst and as a former coach, those are the moments where you really see the mark of a man. It's really easy to be a legend when you're winning. Mm -hmm. When things don't go your way, you see the true mark of who somebody is. Uh, and and I'll give a personal aside. This is my favorite personal Roy moment. I've met more. I've met Roy numerous times. Uh, this was probably 15 years ago in the basketball offices in Chapel Hill. I'm actually a Florida State fan and have been since the early 90s. I work for a Carolina network. I live in Carolina territory, and you have to pick a Carolina team to pull for. I pulled. I picked North Carolina because I can't my stand choice. Duke and can't stand NC State. <laughs> So we're in the basketball offices at uh, Chapel Hill. And, and Roy and I are talking. I'm with a few other people. And Steve Robinson comes through the offices. I've met a lot of people in my life. I've worked for ESPN for several years. I've, I don't go fanboy very often. Steve Robinson was one of, my, one of the first people I really revered in basketball. He was Florida State's coach back in the late 90s. And Roy walks up, walks me up to, to Coach Robinson, introduces me, talks me up, you know, like I'm better than I am, which he had a, a very good knack for doing. He could make you sound phenomenal, no matter who you are. And Coach Robinson and I and Roy sat there and talked for about 45 minutes. It's one of my greatest moments in, in, in all of my time working in sports. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And almost to your point too, Jeremy, where you look at um one of the things I I I, I love about him, love about Roy Williams, every, the the personal relationships. I think about Marcus Page. You talking about Marcus Page um hitting mm -hmm. that that great that crazy yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. yeah, no, I think you said Marcus Page, but 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 the speech that he had on senior night, I think that was in what 16, his, his last year, mm -hmm. and it just brought in the tears. And just you, those type of things, I think when you look at especially life, you, you really it's more, it's, it's, it's beyond the 903 wins, mm -hmm. the 18 years at Carolina, the nine final fours, the three championships. It's a relationship that he's built, and you just look at everybody, it's almost like he has that Dean Smith type effect on these players mm -hmm. that it's just like, it's, it's, uh, it's a relationship that it's going to last forever. And even I look at guys like Paul Pierce talk about him, you know, you know, in his Kansas days um, there, he's very revered to him. Nick Collison, um, Kirk Heinrich, those type of, you know, those Kansas guys and then it translated to UNC. Mm -hmm. And it's even, even in the press conference yesterday, he um, and I, I'd love that's the thing. He he mentions all these guys, and it's just like you think to yourself, like how as as a player for him, how great for, for you to hear your hear your hear your name mm -hmm. and being discussed in this press conference, and and that's you, like you said, and I bet like you said how he made you feel good about um, you know it made you feel better than what you what you what you thought 
you were, mm-hmm. but that's but that's how he made like you said, that's how that's how it seems like he made everyone else feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just I think one of the one of the nice moments I like um is about Kenny Williams, and actually Kenny Williams actually from my area in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, probably one, you know, one of the best players in, in this decade in the previous decade in the state of in the state of Virginia. And he was talking about how at that Auburn loss, he, you know, he ki- kissed him on his on his head on top of his head. And that's like one of his favorite pictures in his office. Not like those type of things you got, like it's it's the, the relationship type of aspect of it. Yeah. And then also that 05 team was special. Um, like you said, that was a the, you know, mechanics, those guys are like my age. So it was kind of yeah. cool to kinda, you know, be in that type of um, you know, that that time frame where mm-hmm. Team was good, and then, like you said, Matt Doherty, and, and it's funny because I actually I I liked Matt Doherty. I was maybe I know that's unpopular, but I I liked him. I, I figured that because I wanted him to kind of give him a chance. I was kind of one of those like kind of like all right, give it some time, maybe he can do something with this team. Mm-hmm. But he but Roy came at the right time, so I was kind of you know with that. But then um, just those moments, like you said, the press conferences, the dancing in the locker room. And then, you know, yeah, it's just it was a lot of stuff that he did and kind of just restored the tradition here at, 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 at UNC. You know, that Doherty was a hyper intense guy. Yeah. That's something that gets underreported. Doherty was a hyper intense guy. They had a nickname for him. It was Hurricane Doherty because he would come through and I mean, things would get thrown against the wall. There are many, many stories I could tell you about Matt Doherty. Yeah. And Roy, when Roy came in, it was like a calming force. It, it was almost like a homecoming of, we know what you did at Kansas and everything you did at Kansas. We respect that. Mm-hmm. This is where you were meant to be. Yeah. And just three years after he had turned him down because the time was, I, I don't know if you heard the story about why he, he told in his press coverage just a, why Nicholson. he turned down Carolina. Nick Collison. Because he had told Nick Collison, I'll be here all four years during mm-hmm. college. And I wasn't going to lie to him. Wow. You just yeah. don't hear that from coaches anymore. Exactly. Nope. They will leave in a heartbeat. They'll they'll be on the first plane out, and that yep. and like you and that was another thing too, where it's like, God, that's just amazing to think. And then it's and I mean that's like you said, it just goes back to that relationship piece, where it's just like you're not gonna have those type of those type of bonds, mm-hmm. and it's just you know nowadays it's just you know how it is, and this just the nature of it business and definitely yeah that's definitely um with that so fellas what's next who's gonna be, who's gonna be a new head coach of the tar heels i'm gonna go with you first jelani who you what's your thoughts on what's next for unc yeah so i mean i probably just got the same names that everybody's been flowing around ever since he you know announced the retirement but you know of course unc likes to keep it in the family um you know either former players, former assistants, stuff like that. Um, you know, the two biggest names that's been flowing around is you know, Hubert Davis and Wes, uh, Wes Miller. Um, of course, Hubert Davis was, you know, played there a while ago. He's been on the, you know, on the bench last, what, nine years or something like that uh, for UNC. So I think he's one of the big favorites. Um, Wes Miller, of course, I think he's had a lot of success over at uh, UNC Greensboro, um, some uh, Southern Conference championships. Um, he's a young player. I think what he played. Last time he played it was 2007, something like that. Yep. Um, He's had three Southern Conference championships yeah. in, in five years. Exactly. Yeah. So 
that's incredible, amazing numbers. So I, I, I think I'm hearing that West is probably supposed to be is the favorite. I guess Hubert maybe just has the seniority right now. Obviously, just you know, being there, you know, on the bench for nine years with uh, with Roy Williams. Um, any of those two guys, like I guess I, I would you know love to have, especially like I said, a winner. Um, in West Miller, like I said, three Southern Conference championships in the last five years. That's you know amazing, and he's like I said, one of the younger guys. So maybe they will look to turn to you know a more youthful coach because I think like Green said, that's kind of like the name of the game nowadays. They're you know youthful coaches or former players are starting to you know get these coaching roles. They'll be able to kind of connect with the you know the younger players a little bit differently maybe than the old older you know generation of coaches are um able to nowadays uh so i think one of those two is probably definitely primed to get the position obviously there's a few bigger names outside of those um well i guess within the family i guess they've been looking at like maybe you know mark few um or tony bennett in virginia stuff like that just names been flowing around but i don't think they're looking outside of you know like outside the Carolina tree anyway. So more than likely those names just kind of, you know, just being thrown just for headlines and stuff. So um, I think my guess would, if I was to guess and pick one, I think it would be Wes Miller. Um, but like I said, either, either of these two gentlemen definitely are deserving of the position. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause like you said, Jelana, I'm like, I'm like you as well in the sense where I'm like, I, I you know, you, I'm always champion alums. Like I look at, mm -hmm. I always, being like what's um you know Penny's doing at Memphis, mm -hmm. what Jawan is doing at Michigan, and what Mike Wilson gonna do at Indiana. Yep. But I'm gonna tell you something really, really strange, but not strange, but People open my eyes too. I don't know. And, and Jeremy, y'all put out a put out a name that I totally forgot about, but it might go against the grain of what I've always um thought. As far as you know, as far as coaching hires, um, you I'm gonna get you, um one of the ones that you talked about was uh Brad Stevens. So I'm gonna let you um discuss that. That's the first call. Uh it's always been an open secret around Brad Stevens that the two jobs he would listen to are Duke and North Carolina. He had the option to go back to Butler a couple years ago from the Celtics. Things have he's been a good NBA coach. Boston's a different animal. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you a fun stat about the Celtics. They've been a franchise for a billion years. <laughs> They're currently in their second longest title drought in franchise history. Yep. It's nine years. That's they wild. expect championships. They don't care about 50 win seasons. They don't care about getting bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals. They want banners. They want rings. Mm -hmm. And I think that's starting to weigh on him. I think Brad Stevens... If he takes the call, he'll take the job. If you hear anything about Bubba Cunningham being in Boston or Brad Stevens being in Chapel Hill, he will take the job. I don't know that that will happen, but he will be the first call. Yeah. Uh, Mark Few at Gonzaga will be the second call. Mm -hmm. But don't believe all the filler. Tony Bennett's not a candidate for this job. Yeah. Matt Painter at Purdue is not a candidate for this job. If they go outside the family, it will only be to hire an unbelievable high-end coach. Mm -hmm. North Carolina's hired outside the family one time. You know who that hire was? Dean Smith? That's yeah, the one. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> <'Cause what's that laughs> oh, yeah, Marquette. And before, um, yeah. So that's the advice of Frank McGuire, by the way. Yeah. That works out pretty well. Yeah. So people that say it's definitively in the family – don't be so sure of that. Mm -hmm. 
the the in the family thing that leads to a lot of Jared Haas from Stanford. Uh, obviously, Wes Miller, like Jelani talked about, mm-hmm. don't buy Hubert Davis. I, I I don't know where that's coming mm-hmm. from. I like Hubert. He's a very very good coach. He's never been a head coach before, and I yeah. will tell you this. I want you to think about what I'm going to say. Bubba Cunningham has made two big hires in his whole tenure at North Carolina. The first one was Larry Fedora to be the football coach. That went horribly badly because he was the hot, up-and-coming Southern Mississippi coach. The other one, he went to Mac Brown, who was 66 years old when he hired him. Don't let age convince you a guy's not going to get a job. I'll tell you, Steve Robinson's a dark horse for this job. You don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Mm-hmm. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces the guy. Yeah. I could easily see a path where Steve Robinson takes his job over for three, four years and then moves on when he hits about 70, and then Wes Miller might be ready for this job. Mm-hmm. I don't fully believe Wes Miller's ready for this job right now. This yeah. is the best job in college basketball. Yep. And I love Wes. I think he's the best coach. He's been on my show multiple times. The Southern Conference Tournament is held in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have all those guys on my show every year. Wes is a phenomenal human being. This is a huge jump, and he yeah. would tell you that too. Yeah, because like even what you guys were saying this morning where he literally would have to maybe potentially have to take another job, not like a power mm-hmm. five job, to even even consider coming to Carolina. Yeah. My, my partner, uh, Tank Spencer, believes that. I think that's total nonsense. <laughs> I think having the relationships, the the next coach at Carolina is going to have to do one thing very well. And it became difficult for Roy because we had so many one and dones in a short period of time. Mac Brown literally took a, uh, a compass and drew a 150 mile radius around the campus and said, nobody in this circle gets away from us. We get them all. And he's done a tremendous job of it. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. spectrum is a little wider in basketball. But if you can recruit North and South Carolina, Georgia and Florida, you will do tremendously good things at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I think Wes Miller can do that. It would just take some time. Yeah. And that's my fear with Wes. I love him to death. And, and frankly, if he gets – there's almost no one I've heard that could get this job that would be a less than ideal hire to me. I, mm-hmm. I'm good with all of them. But that would be my my pause with Wes Miller. Hmm. Yeah. And like you said, because Wes is only way because he's 38. Like 38. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. 40 years older than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was he was on the old fast squad at Singular. Yep. yep. That's right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's my age. Yeah. He's a year, old, year older than me. Yep. He was a senior in college the year I was a senior in high school. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I like to tell him that too because he still looks younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> No, right. <laughs> if I can, though, uh, coach, I wanted to ask, uh, I guess, Green a question, um, yeah. real quick, just about like I know you said, you know, a few guys that they may that may be dark horses, um, you know, for the candidacy, but I guess, like, if you had maybe like a top three that get that you would more so, I guess, you more so feel are probably getting that for those first three calls, maybe take those first three jobs, and then just kind of like. Obviously, this is probably like the best job in, like you, said, like you just said, in college basketball at the moment, top five blue blood type school. Um, you know, heavily got even the class that's coming back is, you know, it's pretty, pretty good class. Um, 
The thing about the class that's coming in is it's thin. Thin, yeah. Really did not expect to lose Walker Kessler. He really Mm -hmm. didn't expect to lose Dayron Sharp. Uh, He didn't expect to lose Owen Manley. They they went into this recruiting period thinking all of those bigs were coming back. So whoever Mm -hmm. takes this job is going to have to be able to immediately hit the transfer portal and immediately Mm -hmm. be able to hit the remaining recruits that can classify into this class. Yeah. At least the one thing I guess that is good, the, the, the transfer portal seems like it's the hottest thing right now on the block. So hope, but like I said, there's names, I guess, that are being like, they're, they're, they're you know, basically getting shifted here and there, I guess, basically getting taken and going to different schools. But I guess another thing is too, we all know like the traditional system, of course, Roy ran, you know, with the traditional two bigs. I know a lot of people say in college basketball, it's not, you don't see that too, too often. Well, I guess what coach, I guess it depends on what coach is coming in, but do you see them kind of trying to stick to that, you know, philosophy, even with them losing these certain guys or, you know, they're just going to have, he's going to have to put their own spin on, you know, I guess the, the talent and guys that he has, like, for example, Brad Stevens come in kind of, what do you see him doing with the roster that we have? The reason I can tell you, Tony Bennett will not be the next head coach in North Carolina is, and, and I heard this put, as as and, and this is the least elegant way possible, but it it's the best way I could put it. When you watch Virginia, North Carolina basketball does not look like that whatsoever, and the fan base <laughs> will not be okay with it looking mm-hmm. like that. Tony Bennett's a great coach, but that's not the Carolina way. Mm-hmm. Carolina is very big on the way things are done, and offensive offensive efficiency is one of those things that has been a hallmark of this program for 60 years, which is why I would say that you asked me a top three, I'm going to give you five solely because there are two in two of these three categories that I can't differentiate between. Mm. The initial calls will be Brad Stevens and and Mark Few. If either one of those guys will take this job, that will be the next head coach at North Carolina. Mm. The next run I believe they make is at West Miller. He's in a tier by himself. He's the second call. Mm-hmm. If for some reason West doesn't think he's ready for this job, he doesn't impress Bubba Cunningham, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. it immediately goes to Steve Robinson, Hubert Davis. Uh, that's really that. It, I, if I had to bet my house, I would say the next coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels is one of the five guys I just said. Yeah. I could definitely see that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So don't buy the Jay Wright thing either. Yeah, Jay Wright loves Philadelphia more than yeah. I love ice cream. Yeah, I was he's, he's, right. he's there. I, I heard that too. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. But yeah. but you know, before we um head out, I found it very interesting that Kansas signed <laughs> Bill Self for a lifetime um mm-hmm. deal today. I, I thought that was rather peculiar <laughs> you weren't the only one that was a very popular topic on my show today uh, my afternoon show today bill self's name came up more than once oh, yeah. that i don't think that had anything to do with carolina mm-hmm. yeah i think that had more to do with the nba mm-hmm. bill self's okay. taking calls on the nba for as long as i can remember yeah and there has it has been an open secret that if the san antonio spurs job came open greg popovich's choice to replace him would be bill self well, I'll tell you what that tells me, and you can call me. You can tell me I'm crazy. I tend to be right on these things way more often than I'm wrong. That tells me Greg Popovich might not be long for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's the only yeah. job I've, yeah. I, and I've been told this for ten years. 
The only job Bill Self's leaving for is the NBA, and the one he really wants is San Antonio. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. The stability, yeah. like Kansas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yes, indeed. Definitely appreciate you, fellas, for hopping on for this special edition of Couch Coach Live. So I'm going to go around the horn. Jelani, where can they find your social media? Uh, yeah, so thank you again, Coach, for having me on. Green's a pleasure to be on with you. Definitely would hope to have you on my show you know, soon. Um, yeah. but Let me know. Def- I, I do a lot of these now that I have this plus studio. <laughs> I was yeah, it's definitely nice. Like I said, I I need that helmet that you got. But um, like the coach just said, uh, you can find me on, on Twitter, uh, WTG MTM podcast. The letters in the front stand for what the game means to me. Me and Thad, my co-host, are actually about to do a show in about an hour. Um, just kind of doing the sports review of the week. Um, going through pretty much all the big news that happened. So definitely, uh, you know, we'll tip our hat to Coach Roy. Um, and talk about a few other things that you know been happening across all sports throughout the week. Um, also, you can find us on, on Twitter. I mean, Twitter, sorry, Facebook and Instagram at what the game means to me as well. Um, like I said, thank you again, Coach, for having me on. Shout out to Off the Ball Network. I know you're going to do it, but get you 20% off at Manscaped, plus free shipping with promo code OTBN. Yes, indeed. Jeremy, we're going to find you on social media. You can find me right here at Jay Green ESPN on Twitter, all social medias, uh, Cash App if you feel so inclined. I'm <laughs> kidding. Don't Cash App me. It's weird. I've said that on shows before, and people send me like 40 cents, and I get confused. Uh, you can find me every weekday morning on YouTube at The Sportsocracy. Fun show. Uh, it's our web show. All the topics are driven by the fans. Uh, if we get rallied on a topic and, and, another, and, and the – the people watching want us to steer away. The comments drive the conversation. It is the Democratic Republic of Sports. You can also find me on iHeartRadio uh, and the ESPN Radio app, uh, the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, weekdays 3 to 5 on ESPN Radio in Asheville. Uh, and one more quick, you know, I, I have to say this because it is Coach Williams and he means so much to me. Uh, Roy and I grew up about, 10 minutes from each other. Now he's markedly older than me. He was already <laughs> at Kansas by the time I was coming up. Uh, but you know, he always had his hand on our program and the fact that, that, you know, Roy Williams from little Swannanoa, North Carolina, which is 15 minutes from where I grew up could have a career in sports was one of the people that was an impetus for me. And, and every one of these hits I've done today, just on the off chance that coach happens to see one. Uh, I, I just have to say, thank you for motivating me. Uh, I owe much of where I have gotten in life to Coach Williams, uh, and I will always love him for that. Sure. Man, very well said. Definitely. Uh, wow. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And uh, follow the, um, the podcast. Wow. That was <laughs> follow the podcast on anywhere, social media, on the Couch Coach Live, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the Couch Coach Live, also YouTube, Couch Coach Live. And also don't forget to head on to manscaped.com, use our promo code OTBN, get free shipping and 20% off. And, man, definitely appreciate you guys for coming on tonight and man once again thank you coach and man this has been another special edition of couch coach live we'll catch you on the next go round have a good one. Oh, he did it i knew he was gonna do it he pressed the uh the leave studio versus the in broadcast but he'll probably pop up in a second mm-hmm. but <laughs> definitely um like you just said thank you coach williams all the 